I've gone to a lot of people's bedsides when they passed. And sadly enough, I've heard people who died without Christ and they screamed with the awfulest screams. They, they cried out with the worst cries you can imagine as they slipped into hell. And as they could feel the flames of hell burning their feet, they were screaming. And many of them, even on their deathbed, I have walked into surgery centers in St. Louis. St. Louis is a Catholic town, and I knew how to get in a Catholic hospital. I had the collar. I had the black suit. I'm not a Catholic priest, but I knew that'd get you in anywhere. And if I, had to, if I was called downtown, I would just put on the right clothes, and I would walk in the hospital, and they say, yes, Father, and take me wherever they wanted to take me. And there was one time there was a lady in our church said, you've got to get to my neighbor. She does not know the Lord. She's under an operation. And they said she's not going to live through the operation. And I went into the operating room and I said, I, I'm here to pray with this lady. You can't. We're about to start the operation. I said, but she hasn't had last rites. You just got to learn the language. And they said, oh, sorry, Father. We'll let you in to do last rites. And so I walked in and I said, do you know that it's all right between you and God? And she said, I don't want to hear that. I said, you need to hear it now. You are minutes away from an operation, and this is no time to be stubborn. This is a time that you need to invite Jesus Christ in your heart. This lady was 90 years old, but she lifted up a little hand, and she repeated the words that I said, and she invited Jesus into my heart, and she died about 30 minutes later on that operating table. That's hitting it close. That's way too close, but thank God she's in heaven I had a man by the name of Bob Tipton who called me and said pastor my sister has been a drunk our entire life he said you've got to go you've got to go minister to her she's in a coma in the hospital I grabbed my youth pastor and we went to the hospital his name was Paul Paul and I went to the hospital and we thought how are we going to witness to this lady she is in a coma and we got there to the hospital. She had never gone to church. She had never professed Christ in her whole life. And that we got in there and she wouldn't wake up. And I laid my hands on her and said, Lord, you know Bob and Ann. And you know how they've served you all these, all these years. Lord, Bob has asked me to pray for his sister. Can you just bring her back to us long enough for her to get saved? And then that way she won't go to hell. Listen, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. God doesn't want anybody to be an enemy of the cross. I'm telling you, that woman opened her eyes, sat up in the bed and said, somebody bring me a Dr. Pepper. I said, I'll get you a Dr. Pepper if you'll pray this prayer with me. She said, what kind of prayer you want, preacher man? I said, it's the prayer your brother Bob sent me here to pray. You're going to invite Jesus into your heart and you're going to mean it or you're not going to get your Dr. Pepper. She said, all right, then pray away. And I said, dear Jesus, I admit that I've sinned. And she's there on the bed. She's got that, that low alto crackling voice, you know. And she's praying this prayer with me. And she finishes praying that prayer. She invites Jesus into her heart. And I said, go get a Dr. Pepper. And the nurse went to get the Dr. Pepper. She laid her head back, went back into a coma. Never got to taste the Dr. Pepper. But she got the taste of the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
She never survived that. She was dead an hour later. That's too close. But I want to tell you, you don't have to wait that close. You don't have to wait till it's almost over. And you don't need to spend your life doing the devil's business and worry about slipping into hell. You can invite Jesus Christ into your heart. Live the good life, the abundant life, and it can go well with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've stood by many saints' beds. And when I stood by their beds, I have seen their eyes brighten up. And I, have, I can't tell you how many of them have said this to me. There's numerous of them have done this through my 40 years of ministry. They'll say, I see Jesus standing right there. He said, none of us could see him, but they could see him. I've heard them say, I can hear the angels sing. Pastor, I can hear the angels sing. I couldn't hear anything, but they could hear the angels sing. Oh, come angel band. Whatever they were singing, I want to tell you, there is a good life. There is a better life. And when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, this scripture says it can go well with you, even if you're you're facing the worst thing in life. But I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to wait till you die to live for Jesus. You don't have to wait till you die to taste and see that God is good. I want to tell you, it's going to go well with you in life. It's going to go well with you in life. Many years ago, I, I read an article. Some of you will recognize the name Ted Turner, who was a television mogul and, and a very wealthy man. He was not a good man. He was a man that lived his life in lust and, and, and all kinds of debauchery. And, you know, he, that was the life he lived. He was very proud of it, as a matter of fact. And I read an article where he was uh, against Jesus and he was against religion. And this is what he said in this article. He said, religion is for losers. They tell me that a man died for me, but I didn't ask him to do it. I just want a few more drinks, a few more women, and then I'll die and it'll all be over. Well, I don't believe a word he said except for one phrase. He said, religion is for losers. That's the only part of that that he got right. Because I want to tell you, I do believe that religion is for losers. Because when you have lost it all, he will pick you up and set you back on your feet again. When you about lost your mind. He will pick you up and set you back on the right path. When you've lost your money, he'll be there to help you. When you've lost your marriage, he'll be there to hold your hand. When you've lost your purpose, he will see you through. When you've lost your hope and you've lost your health and you've lost your job and you've lost your way, oh, you might be lost today, but he will find you. He will find you. God specializes in the lost and found. There's nobody like Jesus that can pick your life up. There's nobody like Jesus that can help you out. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267 Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you, and God bless you, and may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. 
You say, well, you know what? You Christians have just missed out on all the happy life. You've just missed out. I'm, you're going to Bible studies and, 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 and ramp uh, young adults on Friday night and youth encounters on Friday nights. And we're going to parties. You've really missed out. Well, I want to tell you something. I don't think I've missed out at all. You want to know who I was when I was a kid? All you have to do is look at, at Jack and Davis. That was me. That's why I love you guys so much. You, you have no idea. You inspire the daylights out of me. And that is so true. Sometimes I, I'm having a hard time doing anything but watching you guys go after God. You know why? It's who I was. That was me. I was the kid in church every night. You know what? Jesus found me early, and I'm so glad. Can I tell you something about this kid's church over here? You save an adult you have saved a soul. You save a kid, you've saved a soul and a life. A whole life is saved because they found Jesus early. Oh, yes, even with all of that, I still ended up having a drug problem. That's the truth. My parents drugged me to church on Monday night. They drugged me to revival on Tuesday night. They drugged me to young people's encounter on Wednesday night. They drugged me to camp meeting. They drugged me to youth camps. They drugged me any place the Spirit of God was moving. If we had to drive an hour, they drugged me there. I didn't have a choice if I wanted to stay home. I don't understand that. When kids say, I don't feel like going, that wasn't even an option in my house. No, you don't feel like going. We're going to give you something you can feel and something you You'll know is real and we're not talking about Jesus in my house if they said we're going to church that meant everybody you couldn't get sick enough not to go to church because they thought that's where you go get healed in my house it doesn't matter how bad your fever was you went to church because you're going to be the first well if you're that sick you need to be the first one in the prayer line you'd have to lay back there with a fevered brow and you'd go the first one in the prayer line but I want to tell you something in those little holiness churches and those little Pentecostal churches where the fire of God blazed, I have seen miracle after miracle after miracle. You know why I serve God radically the way I do? Because I am absolutely ruined. I am absolutely stained. I've got so much Jesus on me, I can't wipe it off. I don't want to wipe it off. I am ruined. I've seen miracles. I am ruined. I've seen him heal. I am ruined. I've seen him save to the uttermost. I am ruined, and I don't want to be anything else but a God chaser in my life. Hallelujah. Well, you know, you can still go back. You can backslide and go back. Why would I ever go back? First of all, I couldn't go back very far because I've been a Christian since I was born. So I don't know how far back I could go and find my old wicked ways. I've probably been a sinner a total of about 10 minutes in my whole life. And, and I can tell you exactly. No, I'm, I'm joking. You know, I'm just like the rest of you guys. I have repented many, many times and still do. Everybody that still repents, raise your hand. The rest of you are liars. You need to repent. All right, so we're all still repenting. How many of you know that, how many of the grace mercy still got you and you still need it in your life that's right but why would I go back when he gives me a song in the morning why would I go back when he gives me strength for each new day and great is his faithfulness why would I do anything but follow Jesus when he gives me joy for the journey just when I need it why would I go back Kaylee as we were praying before the service she said I feel like God is wanting to give joy back to the body of Christ I feel like there's been an oppression over the body of Christ how many of you would like to see the joy of the Lord return to 
God's people. How many of you? I'd love to see holy laughter just break out. I don't care how ridiculous it got. I don't care what kind of names they call us. I just love to see God's people filled so much with joy that it healed them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. And you don't need a comedian for that. You just need the Holy Spirit to come upon you. He gives you joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Why would I go back when he orders my steps with his word? Why would I go back when he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother? Why would I follow anybody but Jesus when he gives me purpose and meaning of life? Why would I follow anybody with Jesus when he loves me unconditionally? He gives me grace without measure. His mercy endures forever. Why should I go back when he lifts my head above my enemies so that my enemies cannot outwit me? Why would I go back when, when he sends his angels and gives them charge over me? Why would I go back when he crowns me with honor and visits me with favor? Why would I go back when he opens doors no man can shut and shuts doors? Does any of this resonate with you? And shuts doors that no man can open? Why would I go back when he subdues devils under my feet and lets me walk upon those things that were walking over me? Why would I go back when he's a fence all around me? Why would I go back when he's a high tower and I can run into it and there be safe? No, 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 no. I'm not going back. I have decided to follow Jesus and I am going all the way. This is the good life because when you stay with Christ, he said, say to the righteous, it will be well with you. It will be well with you with you. Turn to somebody right now around you and say, it will be well with you. I don't know how many of you know who Dr. Gene Rice is. Any of you guys know that name? Maybe some of you do. I know he's, uh, his granddaughter works for VOE, Andrea, with his, his uh, grandson Tanner. That's, her, that's his, his wife, Andrea. Dr. Rice was in a small church in Alabama years ago, and something happened to him, and he told this story. I've heard him tell it many times. I've never forgotten it. He said that he was having one of those days. You know what I'm talking about. He was the preacher that night and didn't want to go preach. He was tired. He had been solving problems all day long, and he just didn't want to go, go to church. He didn't want to preach. He just didn't want to be there. But he goes to a small little church in Alabama, he said they had a called choir, and only a handful of you know what that even means. That means you don't have a rehearsed choir. You just say, anybody wants to sing, come up in, in the choir. So, you know, you could be a baby and get up there. It doesn't matter. So everybody just walks up to the choir, and they shuffled their way up there, and they started singing. And he said he just still, still just didn't want to be in that service. He was complaining all the way to the church and sitting there complaining. I know you've never had one of those days, but he was having one of those days. And he got there and he said, all of a sudden, they started singing a song. And he looked up there in the choir. And there was this old woman that looked like she had had a rough life. It was obvious that she didn't have much money. It was obvious that she had had a hard life. And her daughter was standing next to her. And she had crippled arms and crippled hands. And he said the girl was clapping her hands as best as she could. But she couldn't clap like everybody else. But she was clapping her hands as best as they could. And he said, but what really got him was the song they were singing. They were singing a song called, I've Got a Feeling That Everything's Gonna Be All Right. 
And he said, when they started singing that song, and I looked, I thought about the problems I was dealing with, and I looked up there, and here's that girl with crippled hands singing her heart out. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. He said, all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost came over that old woman, and that woman got out, and she started doing one of those Holy Ghost shuffles. You know what I'm talking about. He said, she started bouncing around that church and doing one of her little shouts and one of her little dances, and he said he broke into a cry. Now, Dr. Rice was known for that, but he said he broke into a cry, and he said, I cried my way back to joy when I said, if they can sing, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right, then I can sing. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right, because you can say to the righteous, I don't know what it looks like, but I know he's going to come through. I don't know how he's going to do it. We used to sing a song called He'll Do It Again. And I, he said, I may not know how, I may not know when, but I know that he's going to do it again. And I am counting on God showing up one more time. When it's out of your court, it's not out of his court. When it's out of your hands, it's not out of his hands. God can come through when no one else in your life can come through. This program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries. Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand His kingdom around the world.